Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. We were made by God and we were made for God. So when we learn how to apply the principles from God's Word to our lives, that's when we learn how to flourish and prosper God's way. So today I'm really excited because we are going to learn a little bit more about relationship with God. If there's one thing that I want to get across today is this, God wants relationship with people. He desires relationship. So many of us are looking to people, to religious people, even to Christians, and we're watching what they do and we're mimicking and we're copying what they do. And we think that we are pleasing the Lord. Listen, the Lord wants those people to be lights that will draw us into him. All Christians should be like road signs. They should be pointing one way, go to the Father. This is the way to get into the presence of God so that each and every person can be in a relationship with God, can commune with Him and have conversation and learn from Him in His Word and be able to talk to God and pray to God and even be able to hear God speak to them. God wants to be in communication with us. Okay. So just remember that because the lack of relationship really gets some people in trouble. And we're going to see that in the stories that I'm reading today. Now we're talking about Moses and they are headed to the promised land. And this is by direction of the Lord. Moses is in relationship with God. He goes onto the mountain to see God face to face. He loves God. He spends so much time with God and he hears God's heartbeat, if you will. He gets the instruction, instruction from God. He know it. We even see where scripture says that God calls Moses a friend. That is beautiful. It is amazing. So God shares his desires with Moses. And he shares the desires for the people that Moses is leading. Okay. So let's talk about what happens. They are, they've been in the wilderness. They are at the edge of going into the promised land. And God tells Moses, I want you to find 12 spies to go into the land and take an assessment of the land. These 12 spies go in and they start looking at everything that is in there and remember what God said. What did God say about the promised land? Because when we know what God says about where he's taking us, that's what our eyes should be looking for. We see two of the 12 spies really paying attention to what God said, because when they went in, they, this is Joshua and Caleb. That is their names. Okay. Those are their, those are their names, Joshua and Caleb. They go in and when they come out and give a report, they're like, there is huge fruit. The land is surely uh, flowing with milk and honey. It is amazing. Yes, there are some big people in there, but we can do it. We can take it. God is with us and we can take this land. The other 10 spies come out and they are looking and they're like, this is what they say. We can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. 
Okay. And then they spread a bad report. That's what the scripture says. They spread a bad report um, of everything that they had explored. And they said, the land we explored devours those living in it. What? (laughs) All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, They are the descendants of Anak and they come from the Nephilim. That's a people group. And it says, we seemed like grasshoppers. Okay. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. So when we compare ourselves to the Nephilim, we are so small. They are going to devour us and they're going to spit us out. They're going to chew us up and spit us out. They give a negative report and it became like poison among the people. Let me tell you, God was not happy about this negative report because what does it do? It brings faith in God down. It makes people see the things of the earth so much greater than who God is. And God, there is a holy jealousy, if you will, because God knows who he is. And then he wants his people to be looking at him and to see the greatness of God. And instead, this bad report goes and it makes people tremble in fear. And so what happens? They they rebel. They start getting angry at Moses and at Aaron. And they are like, why did you bring us into this land? We are going to die. We were better off in Egypt. Okay. They've been in the wilderness for how long? And they have heard the report of Moses. They have heard the report of what God wants to do. But when the people go in to explore this land, they are listening to the bad reports and they're rebelling against Moses. So God is like, He tells Moses, like, this is how you know that God and Moses are in relationship because God starts telling Moses, how long am I going to put up with these people? And then Moses starts saying, oh God, please like just, you know, spare them. You know, he kind of stands in the gap and prays for them or, you know, that kind of thing. But God is angry. But because Moses prayed for them, he says, Lord, you are slow to anger and you are abounding in love and you forgive sin and rebellion. Okay. So Moses is standing in the gap for these people. And so the Lord said, okay, I have forgiven them, but there were still consequences for those spies that spread the bad report. And God literally, um, he sent a a plague and it killed the, those, uh, 10 spies. Okay. The 10 spies that had the negative report. It killed them. And then all of a sudden the people are like, oh, Moses, we are so sorry. We have sinned. We're going to go up and we're going to take those people. And Moses is like, what are you doing? You can't just go because you like, you can't just flip flop and you can't look at earth's circumstances and then start making these decisions. Moses, the bottom line is we have to hear directly from the Lord. And the opportunity to hear from the Lord was in the beginning to choose, are you going to listen to the bad report? Are you going to listen to the good report? Okay. And the people were listening to the bad report and then they are grumbling. Then they see the hand of God and then they start changing their tune. And Moses is like, no, 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 that is not okay. That is not okay. So what they ended up doing, they said, we're going to go in 
and we're going to, we're going to take this, you know, we're going to take it all by ourselves. And it's like, you cannot do that. And, and Moses even said, why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not give up because the Lord is, or it says, do not go up because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies. Uh, for the Amalekite, the Am, Amalekite, Am, Amalekites. I know I've said that word before. The Amalekites and Canaanites will face you there because you have turned away from the Lord. He will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, their presumptions, they went up toward the high hill com- country through, um, though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's covenant, uh, moved from the camp and attacked them and beat them down all the way to, um, Horma. So they go up, they don't have the approval of Moses or of God. They're not, you know, the Ark of Covenant is not there either. So they get beat down by the enemy. Okay. Because we can't do things out of our own power and like, Oh, Oh, well, let me go do this. Let me go do that. No, God wants our heart. God wants relationship. So eventually we see they finally come and they make sacrifices. They make a burnt offering. And listen, all of this is pointing to the sacrifice of Jesus. We will not get into the promised land without our relationship with Jesus. Okay. There has to be a burnt offering for our sins. There has to be a sacrifice that is laid down, uh, an animal that lays his life down. You know, they, they go and slay the animal and then they partake of it. And Jesus was like, of course we have to burn the animals. Jesus, we can partake of him spiritually because Jesus says that we are going to partake of his uh, flesh and his blood. And we do that through communion. We remember the sacrifice that Jesus paid for us. And we have to be in relationship with God through the sacrifice of Jesus. And so they come back and they, they make the sacrifice. They do the burnt offerings. They, um, you know, they, they do that to the Lord. And then this is what happens again. We have leaders come up and they start going against Moses. Now, listen, there's a difference in different leaders. Some leaders come into the presence of the Lord and they hear what God has to say. And they are so focused on obeying God. That's what they are focused on. Other leaders will come and whether it is a political leader or whether it is a religious leader, they look at the world, they look at the circumstances, they look at the church, they look at the rules, they look at the setup, and that is their guide in how they uh, move forward in their leadership. God wants us to have, I would say, fresh leadership directly from him. We have to hear the word of the Lord so that we do not become cookie cutter. When we become cookie cutter, we are literally looking at things the way they've been done and it's tradition and it's religion. And we're constantly doing the same thing over and over and over. And this is what happens. There are some leaders that look at Moses in the flesh 
They look at him and they say, why are you a leader? We can be just as religious as you are. And we can lead these people into the promised land. And these leaders from the naked eye look good. They look strong. They look bold. They look religious. They look capable, but they are not in relationship with God. That is the bottom line of this entire podcast. We have to be in relationship with the Lord. And let me tell you what happens. God had already chosen Moses to be the leader. And then when you have these other leaders come against Moses and they come against him saying, who are you? What are you doing? Like your leadership is awful. Listen, they're coming against Moses based on what their eyes see and based on a political stance. They are, they are coming in a way of like, we want to control and lead these people and we're going to be victorious. And, and it was a, I would almost say like, it's greed, it's selfishness. It's I, we can do this in our own power. Let's go. And it's being masked as religious, masked as God's, you know, uh, telling me to do this, but it's not. And again, guess what God's stance is on this? He's furious. He is so angry. He's so angry. And so then, um, what he does, what, what, what God and Moses do. Okay. They come together and all of the leaders get together and they're like, we are going to find out who is truly in relationship with the Lord. Okay. And guess what happens? The Lord was so angry at the people and his name was Korah. Okay. K-O-R-A-H. God was so angry at this leader and the other leaders around him. And then the Israelites that were following him, God literally opened up the ground and swallowed him and all of those Israelites up. They were not allowed to move forward and they did not go into the promised land. They were devoured by the land. God swallowed them up in the earth. Imagine that. Listen, dear one, all things in the Old Testament point to Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only way into the promised land. And if any other leader comes and says, I have a different way. I have a different religion. I have something. And we, we see in the new Testament where Paul will look at some of the Christians, some of the Christ followers, and they like get off track. They like are derailed. And Paul will say, who has bewitched you? What kind of gospel are you listening to? You need to come back to the true gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. He is the only way to the father. And the whole goal is to be in relationship with God, with the son and with Holy spirit throughout all eternity. And if we are trying to make up our own religion, if we are trying to do this religion thing and be a leader in some other capacity, it will not stand and it will come under judgment of God. It absolutely will come under the judgment because God is the one true God. He will not share his glory with any other. He sees that we are weak and he wants to be the only one. And he is the only one who is strong enough to save us and to bring us into the promised land 
of heaven. So here's the thing. How do we apply this to our day? Number one, there are people who are spies in the land, if you will. And most of the reports that come back are bad reports. Most of the reports are coming to feed us fear and anxiety and worry and concern. And it's trying to get us to muster up enough strength to stand strong the world's way. And that is not the case with Joshua and Caleb. When we have that spirit of the Lord upon us and we stand in faith on God's word, we will get clear instruction straight from heaven, straight from the Lord, straight from him. And he will tell us what he wants us to do. He will tell us when he wants us to stand firm, when he wants us to go in and combat the way he tells us to combat. When we go in our own strength and say, oh yeah, that's right. God is God. Oh, I forgot. Just like what the people did. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to go in and we're going to combat. And Moses is like, what are you doing? God's not with you in this. You're doing this based on yourself. You're, you're kind of like grasping for straws here to see what's going to save your hide. You've got to come into the presence of the Lord and get clear instruction from him so that you are able to stand firm in these days, especially in these days that are ahead. It takes time, just like Moses going on top of that mountain to spend with the Lord. It takes time to build that relationship. It takes time to build our faith. It takes time to go into that wilderness and get Egypt out of us. It takes time to get the sin out of us, to get the strongholds of our thinking, our wrong ways of thinking, those bad relationships we've been a part of, those bad addictions that we've uh, been under for so long. It takes some time to get those things out of us so that we stand firm in faith. We stand firm in knowing who God is and what God is capable of doing. And then even when we know what God is capable of doing, the New Testament tells us that God will do more than we can think or imagine. So when we are coming into the presence of God, we are being strengthened from the inside out and we will see the victory of God not the victory of ourselves. That's what Korah wanted. That's what Korah and these others, other leaders wanted. They wanted to conquer the world in their own strength. And God swallowed them up when in the earth because it's like, you can't do it in your own power. You've got to do it when I lead you. The promised land is a gift from God to us. It's not something that we can fight for and conquer for ourselves. It is something that we stand in the presence of the Lord, that's how we conquer. That's how we overcome is standing firm and strong in the presence of the Lord. And then he is the one that fights our battles for us. We literally speak the word of God and our enemies shudder and they flee. The Bible says that we submit to God, like we turn to God. That is the way that we resist the devil. It says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. By turning to him and being in his presence and focusing on him, that is the way that we overcome the devil. It's amazing because it is God. It is his word. It is his strength. It is his power. It is his instruction. And it is his timing. 
So we've got to be so in tune with him. Now, I'm not going to say that we don't make mistakes. Yes, we fall. We stumble sometimes. We get things wrong because we can get distracted. We are in a world and there are many distractions. But when it when it all comes down, like, you know, to, to the real core of who we are, are we trusting the good report of the Lord? Are we trusting that God is bigger, that he is capable? And even when the hard thing happens, even when death does come, what does God say about death? God is actually like, when we die and leave this earth, we are in the presence of the Lord. We are in his presence if we, if we've accepted him as, as our Lord and Savior. This earth is not all there is. There is a promised land that awaits us. When we lose the job and we lose our earthly provision, are we going to believe, God, you are my provider, not my employer. God, you are my healer, not necessarily the doctor. The doctors are a tool in your hand. The employer is a tool in God's hand. The provision that we see on earth, they are tools in God's hands. Okay. Like even the ravens that fed the prophets and God sending angels to feed the prophets, those were tools in God's hands. And sometimes the enemy that's coming against you, it is a tool in God's hand to teach you how to overcome that enemy that you can realize in the strength of God, in the power of God, I can overcome all things. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It all comes from the Lord. This earth is not the end of the story. This earth is all a training ground to learn how to overcome the enemy, to learn how to fight him, to learn how to be victorious and to learn who our God is and how strong he is. And when we learn that, that is when we will be prepared for the end time battle, when we will be with Jesus and overcome and see that devil go into the lake of fire for all eternity. He will be destroyed. Amazing. Amazing. So dear ones, I just want to encourage you, listen to the report of the Lord. Stand firm in what God says. What has God spoken? What has God told you? Get into the word and find out what he wants to tell you. Get around other people who will sharpen you and build your faith and will strengthen you in the word of the Lord, not the word of the world. Okay. We want the word of, we want the word of God. Okay. We want the promises of the word. Okay. Not the fear of the world. All right, guys, I am just so thankful that you tuned into this podcast. If this is encouraging to you um, and you uh, you know, want to share this with someone, please go do that. My prayer is that this would be a blessing to more and more people, that they would come closer to the Lord. Listen, I'm not getting paid to make podcasts. I feel that God has asked me and commissioned me to uh, go through the word of God and share the excitement, the stories of the word. And I just want to spread that out and get that out to people that don't know what the Bible stories are. These are real, true stories that happened in history and people need to know right? People need to know. And how do they know? They know through us. They know through you. Maybe you want to go and tell some people the story. Use your own words. Listen to this podcast and then go tell your friend what you heard. You know, like share 
the good news of who God is and how strong God is. Because we are in a world now where people are literally buckling at their knees. They are shaking in fear. They are scared to death for what's to come. And we can't be that way. We need to be strong, steady, stable, and knowing that there is a promised land. There there are good things that God has in store for those who love him. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You can rate this, give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a comment. You can reach me if you have questions or want to talk. My email address is RebeccaThompson019 at gmail.com. And you can also find me the easiest way is through social media. That's on Facebook or Instagram. And I am uh, listed as Rebecca Coffee Thompson. Okay, guys, have a wonderful day. Go in the blessing of the Lord and know when we are weak, He is strong. All right, guys, till next time.